Good morning, everyone. It is Friday, and today we're looking at Psalm 72. And it's an interesting psalm, and I'm, I'm going to take a bit of an interesting, I think it's going to be an interesting take, what we're going to take on it. But I'd like to answer a question, actually, that someone asked me the other day. And I don't know if, ever, if we've all been, if we, I think we all asked this question at some stage in our lives. And maybe it'll help us just clarify some stuff. So this is a psalm of Solomon. Uh, so Solomon also wrote some of the Psalms, not only the Proverbs. And I just want to pull out one or two excerpts. I don't want to read the whole thing, otherwise that'll be our whole devotional this morning. But uh, from verse 1 it says, Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. Let the mountains bear prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people and give deliverance to the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. And then a bit further down, uh, verse 15, it says, Long may he live. So talking about the king as well as Solomon is talking about himself, praying to God and saying, God, give this to me. Long may he live. May the gold of Sheba be given to him. May prayers be made from continually and blessings invoked for him all the day. May there be abundance of grain in the land on the tops of mountains. May it wave. May its fruit be like Lebanon and may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever and his fame continue as long as the sun. May people be blessed in him. All nations call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. And so in this psalm, what Solomon's talking about here is he's going to God and he's saying he's outlined to God how he would like his reign to be, what he wants it to actually look like. And when we look at it at a very surface level, it's very easy to think, you know, Solomon is asking God for, like, hey, God, I want, like, tons of money. I want um, the land to be amazing. I want people to be praying for me all the time and blessings to be invoked for me all day. So just people praying that God would bless me all the time. May my name endure forever. And Solomon's asking for all these things. But the important thing in understanding this, and this is the question a friend of mine asked me the other day. He said, John, I don't know, because there was a stage in his life when uh, they were really struggling financially and they were in a tough space. He was working full time at a church and he left full time ministry and got into business and he's doing really well in his business. And God's really blessed them on, on multiple fronts. And he said, you know, sometimes he looks at his house and the stuff that he has and he he feels like that can't be quite as spiritual, you know, as the guy who's riding around on his bicycle preaching to everybody in Malawi or, you know, the guy who sells everything to go minister to people who've never heard of God in Timbuktu or, um, you know, so those who are um, who seem to be paying a higher price than him. And. Uh, this is something I, I really have wrestled with, and I think it's a it's a question to be answered because if we if we look at our lives and we feel like somehow our lives are less spiritual, and we look at other people and go, well, they seem to be doing more, or they look like they're sacrificing more. Um, you know, for us who who um, lead the team that leads Center Church, we have people look at us and they're like, wow, you guys live by faith and. You left your previous city and you just came and planted a church in faith. Like, wow. I I don't believe that when we, if we go look at Solomon in the beginning, what Solomon was asking for when he first was, when God first came to him and said, Solomon, what did you want? He didn't ask God for all of these things up front. The first thing he asked for was wisdom. 
But with his wisdom came this understanding that with the finance that he would receive. So where he says, may the gold of Sheba be given to him. And the reason Solomon needed the, the, the blessing of that finance was so that he could bless the nation, so that the nation could do well. When he says he wants prayers to be made from continually, so that he would have this wisdom and he would know what God's will is, to be able to govern well. May there be abundance of grain in the land. It's not to make Solomon look good as a king, but that the people would be well provided for. And for me, I think if we start looking at our, our Christian walk or our relationship with God at a behavioral level, or because um, I mean, obviously, and it, we spoke a bit about this yesterday in the devotional with Andrew, if we're looking at our hearts and we're going, um, we're looking at our, what we do and we are judging our deeds only, it's, you know, it's possible, Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 13, he says you can even give your body to the flames, but if you have not love, it counts for absolutely nothing. And so for me, the question is not, where do I live, what car do I drive, what do I have in my life? Um, the question is, um, where is my heart, and where is my heart aligned to, and what is the responsibility I carry? Um, I sat with a few young guys the other day, and they were asking me, um, we're talking about leadership, and, and I said to them, you know, there is a stage where I can walk out into my world, and I can look at the world around me, and the true and the honest response that Scripture asks me, um, a perspective Scripture challenges me to have, go into the world and make disciples. And so when I walk out the door, each person I meet is someone to be loved, to be led, to be encouraged, to be spurred on. And that doesn't mean that I know better than them or I am better than them, but I do know Jesus. And so I have a responsibility to disciple and to encourage. And so when I look at the world around me and I look at what's necessary, I often find myself asking, God, I need more. And there's, there's such a fine line and there's such a danger. And I'm, I considered whether I should even talk about this in this morning's devotional, but I've wanted to because I cannot have the church walking around feeling guilty and carrying a, a bag around our neck or a bunch of rocks in our satchel on our back and trying to pretend that God hasn't blessed us when he has. And I'm not just talking financially, I'm talking on every front that um, some of us are incredibly um, well off emotionally. And maybe you look around at the moment and you look at people who are struggling emotionally in the world and you feel bad when everyone else is saying, oh, it's been such a tough year and struggled here and struggled then. And perhaps the introverts have been like, wow, I've actually really thrived this year. It's been a, a real thing for me. I've found space to really thrive. There's a way that you can take that thriving that you've received and that you've lived in and be able to share it with others and use it to encourage others, which I know is tricky for an introvert, right? Because the whole point of being an introvert is that, you know, you kind of get your energy from being on your own. But the point of, of this thing is, if we look at our lives and we're going, well, it's all about me, then a psalm like this could sound incredibly selfish. But if I understand that each day I wake up, God has said, go and lead the world. And I know that it sounds massive. God looks at us. He says, you are a move of God. You are my you are my A plan. The church of Jesus. You are my A plan. Now go out, lead, love, and make disciples of the entire world. Let me tell you something. The kind of resources you're going to need, emotional, financial, um, spiritual, just on so many different fronts, the kind of resources you're going to need to be able to do that, do that are amazing. Or in, just unbelievable. You're going to need so much. And so... Um, I do think, in, when I realize that, 
I'm not shy as someone who, um, who, who leads the team that leads Centre Church to say to people, please pray for me. Um, and so maybe I can throw that in there. Uh, maybe you can pop me the back of your prayer book and pray for Cindy and I as we lead, the, lead this team, that we lead the team well. Um, and But uh, what I'm trying to say to all of us is each of us have a responsibility to God each day. And I think when my heart is towards leading and loving the world, I don't look at what I have as things that I'm hoarding up the side of the grave for myself. But when I see my house as, as, a, as an instrument or a vehicle to see people meet Jesus and for people to find love and to find encouragement. I know it's been tricky during COVID, but you know things are opening up a bit and to, to have people around. To When I see my car as an ability to help those who maybe don't have transport or to drop off a meal with someone. Um, when I see my experience that I've gained over the years as not something to hoard up for myself that I can write my best-selling book and everyone thinks I'm so clever, but rather something to give away, to encourage others. It's just so much, all of a sudden my shift and my perspective on the world changes. And so if I can challenge us today, and this is a, it's a big thought, friends, like I, I really do feel that sitting with these young guys and beginning to tell them this, they were like, this, this gospel's big. This world you're talking about, this mission that you're talking about, it's huge. I'm like, you have no idea how big it is. And God picked us. He picked the church. And so um, after this devotional, I'll be praying for us as a church. I want to put some of this into, into um, practice. On Sunday, we're doing something really exciting at church. Um, really been feeling and carrying some stuff in my heart. So if you're not in the habit of dialing in online or maybe you haven't popped in at the building, uh, can I encourage you, this would be a good week to pop in and or to dial in online. I think it's going to be an amazing meeting. God's wanting to do some stuff with us, friends, and open up our eyes to the bigness of this mission that he's given us. He's given us an entire world to reach, an entire world. And I think it's the most exciting thing in the world. And if because of this mission he's given us, we're able to go to him and say, Oh God, long may I live. May the gold of Sheba be given to me. May prayers be continually made for me and blessings invoked for me all day. Because he finishes off by saying all this stuff. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous works. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. See you guys on Sunday.